Like so many people, I painfully grieve over the senseless loss of life of so many people, young people just enjoying a music festival, of those who are just with their families at home. I also grieve over the loss of so many innocent Palestinians, victims of a war started by Hamas. I'm angered by the brutality and evil of those Hamas terrorists who kill babies, children, women, families, and the elderly. This is the Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk. Fourteen hundred killed, including over thirty Americans. The equivalent of what it would have been forty thousand people murdered on 9/11 in the United States. Over two hundred taken hostage, including Americans. They raped women, mutilated genitals, tortured children, cut off people's limbs, beheaded people. All of those killed, raped, tortured, and taken hostage shared one thing in common. They were Jewish. And it's sad right before Christmas with Hanukkah going on all that. We're having to talk about this. Welcome in, City Councilman Gary Broto. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Yeah, uh, your shoes are still smoking, man. You've then I walk in the campaign trail uh, every day now. Uh, guess your time, or do you go with flashing lights and an orange vest when it gets dark? No, no, I stop at dark, but I've been doing it for nine months. I've been to almost 15,000 homes already. It's uh, It's been something. Was there anything that you didn't know before you started knocking on those doors that your eyes and ears were open to as a city councilman that wants to be a supervisor? No. I, I, listen, I, as you all know, I've been talking about all of the issues going on in the city as well as uh, how we're impacted by all the radical no, crazy stuff. Not, not one person had something. You went, oh, huh, hadn't thought of that. No, 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 no. Rea- really, people are concerned about what's going on, and uh, I'm. What's the number one concern you're getting back? What's happening in the country in terms of uh, an open border and uh, the impacts it's going to have on our entire country? Uh, they're worried, of course, about homeless and uh, cr- crime, but they're worried about the the way the state is run. And uh, you know, listen, uh, Gavin Newsom is as as they've shown has been the the U-Haul salesman of the century. You know, people are leaving the state of California. Sadly, I talked to lots of people who are thinking about it. Uh, they have family other places. They're looking at it, and it's because of the policies in this state. Well, you just look at the U-Haul numbers. That's true, because it's true. Yeah. The, the price <laughs> in, the price out, right? Yes. Uh, big, big difference. Uh, you have been known for stirring up the pot on occasion. Some people at times might have even said you took it too far. Uh, you have your critics out there. You, yeah. you, you have spoken your mind and the truth. And you've been spot on uh, with with the COVID lockdowns, and I got the audio proof of that. And I've always given you credit yes. for that for the yes. about the businesses and and all of that. But what you stated should not have been controversial in America. What you spoke about with the, I know uh, anti semitism is the word, but I've kind of said it's just Jew hatred. It is. I didn't know that it was. I I, I mean I knew it existed. Uh, that's why we have uh, organizations set up to fight it in America. But boy, it exploded like a volcano. Well, it's, it, there's been an undertone to it, I guess, for a long time, but I had no idea. People, I think, had no idea. We've certainly understood the intellectual rot that's been going on across campuses for a long time. We saw these uh, presidents of these prestigious colleges, MIT, Penn, Harvard, 
uh, and they couldn't even talk about the, the genocide of the Jews without talking about context. And the reality is if they had been talking about any other minority group, they certainly would have had clarity on that. But when it comes to Jews, there's a whole different standard. Uh, we've seen, uh, I've seen this, this dance before, uh, typically in, in this war where Hamas fires rockets, attacks Israel, Israel responds. Initially, the media is supportive of them. Eventually, that turns and, uh, you know, the, the innocents are, are killed in a, in a war in conflict, which is what Hamas wants. Uh, the tide turns with the media. Now we've seen it again. Uh, now we have the you know the president talking about uh, watch out uh, uh, what you do in terms of the war. And uh, the fact is they have to win this war against Hamas. They have to defeat this enemy. You cannot allow this to go on any longer. And the only way there will ever be peace is when you root out the evil, bloodthirsty, psychopathic terrorists uh, called Hamas. A lot of times I'm like, why is the city council talking about worldwide affairs but this has hit home. Protests on the corners, yeah. flag raisings going on. Here was City Councilman Gary Bredefeld at the dais yesterday talking. He used the word rot, and I love the fact he used the word rot yesterday. When we see the cancer of anti-Semitism and the intellectual rot spoken by college presidents, students, professors, politicians, and many others that rather than condemn these atrocities, in fact, celebrate them. The fact is Hamas has been in charge of Gaza since 2007. Instead of improving the economy and life for the Palestinian people, they've been building underground tunnels and acquiring rockets and financing from Iran to attack Israel. When Israel is about to formally improve relations with Saudi Arabia, Arabia Hamas starts a war, then retreats to hide behind civilians in Gaza, bringing more pain and suffering to the people living there. Tell us, what was it like uh, over these last few months after Mayor Dyer and I applauded him for his stand against the hatred? Well, But what was it like at these city council meetings? Because didn't they keep showing up and yeah. keep showing up? What they, was they, they come every week. Uh, they uh, chant uh, anti-Semite slogans uh, from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. It's, it's all about out front of the building. No, this is in the council chamber, looking at every city council member when they were demanding that the Palestinian flag be raised during their time to speak or yes, over during public uh, comments. They're allowed to speak. So I could walk up there and sing a song. You can walk up as long as you got three I can minutes, rap a song, you can I rap can. a song. You can say terrible, horrible things like, like they do when they, uh, you know, say those things. And you know what? Uh, as I said in, in, in what I said uh, the other, yesterday, I, I'll defend their right to say whatever they want to say, but I'm going to uh, defend my right to condemn it, and I do. And, uh, um, and yesterday when they came, they had to look at the, the faces of 20 hostages. I put up the flyers in front of my desk. They had to look at every one of those faces. And you know what? Uh, they didn't expect that. And uh, all of a sudden I heard them for the first time say something, yes, uh, the hostages, uh, but they always... Um, excuse the behavior of Hamas. Always. They always do. Is that the first time you've ever used that kind of like imagery for effect? I know you've done yes. slides and videos, but is yes. that... For, for this conflict, that's the first time I did that. Uh, I think we were all hoping that as we gave them the time to, to air their grievances, that at some point it would it stop. It was evident to me this was not going to stop. And I think when you, when you don't uh, push back, when you don't call out anti-Semitism and hate for what it is, you allow it to fester, and that's exactly what's been happening. 
Well, it's obvious there were some people out there in opposition to what city councilman was saying that got their history books that were obviously published, I think, probably in Gaza. So you see, Gary, the war didn't begin on October 7th. The genocide and mass expulsion of Palestine started in 1948. Your lack of knowledge about the history of Palestine is embarrassing for yourself, considering that you're a public figure. The fact that you openly lied about the baby's beheading and you didn't retract or apologize shows the voters that you're a liar <laughs> well i think we've all seen what we saw yeah I, I i was literally walking tonight i spoke to someone and they brought up about the palestinian and they said to me uh that didn't happen i go it did happen and they came with gopro cameras on their head uh in order to document what they were doing it's been witnessed by everybody The difference between the Nazis and Hamas is the Nazis hid their war crimes. Hamas records it and puts it on social media, but they're all war crimes. And uh, I don't know even today how people can can continue to deny the reality. It's been witnessed by the media. Uh, If I could play it for uh, these folks, I would. It's horrific. I've read what is on those videos, and um, it's chilling. It's chilling, but that's what bloodthirsty psychopaths do. Uh, they want to maim and harm and rape and kill and brutalize, and that's what they did October 7th. What was the national origin of this potential voter that was in denial? Uh, that uh, the, they were they were uh, straight-up American? Straight-up American. Say? They were okay. not from other countries. So it would not have been someone that you would have thought might have been of the no. Muslim faith? No, they no. were not. Uh, Americans can be Muslims. Uh, explain, you were raised Jewish, and yes. of course, I see you at church on occasion. Yes. Not that you don't show up as much as I don't show up as much, but uh, no, I'm a I'm a proud Christian today, and uh, um, I accepted Jesus into my life. It seems like 25, 30 years ago. I'm not sure exactly uh, when, but I was raised Jewish. I'm born Jewish. I'm proud of my Jewish heritage. Uh, I was bar mitzvahed. And um, I love uh, my heritage, and uh, I love the state of Israel, and um, and I, I'm going to stand with Israel as our ally, as a, a democracy. And these are uh, a, this is a country that wants peace. If uh, Hamas put down their weapons, there would be peace. If uh, Hamas uh, surrendered, there would be peace. If they released the hostages, we could move. Uh, in a positive direction, but you don't hear these people call out Hamas. You don't well, hear these people say, surrender, and there'll be peace. Was it you that was saying, I hear so much, that there was a ceasefire? Yeah, I said. It was an o- yeah. a c- October say 6th. Say that there again. Was October 6th, there was a ceasefire. October 7th, Hamas broke the ceasefire. Right, there, right they're all wanting a ceasefire, yeah. demanding a ceasefire, so right? So they can do it again. That's We're not going to film in your state unless the governor demands a ceasefire. Boy, uh, it has spread. And it, I gave the numbers yesterday on TikTok and Facebook, the hashtags about free Palestine and stand with Israel. And it was like millions and millions for Palestine and like you know, tens of thousands for for Israel. And that, that says so much about the younger generation. They're, they're, they're and I don't want to judge life on the internet, but that, that is a, a barometer because those numbers are way bigger than, you know, doing the polls of a thousand people. You and I both know there's an indoctrination going on in this country. It's, it starts out at early school. It continues on to these university and campuses. Uh, we see it uh, during the congressional testimony by these idiotic presidents who are supposed to be, you know, running uh, the higher educational institutions. Uh, this has to change. I think this is a wake-up call for America 
that we have to clear these institutions of all of this rot and these uh, communists and fascists and people who hate this country. Easy McCarthy. Well, it's true. It is, it's true. Hey, I'm starting to think now that McCarthy was on to something uh, back in the 1950s because, you know, he became a bad guy after a while, right? But, mm-hmm. hey, if you're going to start a movement, sure they were there, right? Yes, yeah. they were there. Trevor, you know. RFK was on McCarthy's side. You and I both know that they are uh, sexualizing our children. They're going after our children. They're indoctrinating our children. Um, our grandchildren are not growing up in the country that you and I grew up in. And that's a tragedy. And we've got to work at changing that. Yes, he said this yesterday on the dais. We must fight against the indoctrination in our schools and college campuses that indoctrinates our kids to hate this country. Instead, we must teach our children about the greatness of this nation, our constitution, our freedoms, the sacrifices of our veterans and public safety, that everyone is created equal, and that all forms of racism and all forms of hate based on sex, gender, religion, ethnicity, and anti-Semitism must be rejected and denounced. For those of you who came here seeking a ceasefire resolution from the council, we remember on October 6th there was a ceasefire. And Hamas broke it on October 7th, as they've done so many times before. There it was. There it was. And that is true. I can ask you this in closing, and or you can have some time and think about it if you could stay one more segment. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I'm going to come back and ask you about the city audit and why it's not happening, and if it is ever going to happen. You got it. If you want an answer now, I can give it to you. you no, no, break. no. That's the that's the media tease. Hang okay. on. We'll be back with that answer about your tax paying money next. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. He's walking the street, shaking hands. Uh, he's campaigning to be a Fresno County Board of Supervisor, current uh, Fresno City Councilman Gary Bradfeld in studio. Thank you for coming in. My pleasure as always. Uh, I'd like to ask you how unnerving it is to sit up on the dais and citizens can come forward and they can say whatever they want to say. Zionism and Zionists are your problem as well. Gary Bradfeld is your problem as well. And that needs to be fixed. Needs to be. How do you fix Gary Bradfeld? I don't know. I don't know what he was saying there, but uh, uh, it sounds like uh, some kind of threat. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Listen, I don't back down from uh, any of these threats. It won't be the first time. I'm sure it won't be the last. But we take the precautions we need to take to to make sure I'm safe. And uh, I can assure you I'm quite alert about what's going on. Well, if we were on the Oregon Trail, you'd be the guy that's stirring the soup because you're a pot stirrer. And you stirred up the pot with the city audit. And that was, was... was that back when Trump was president? I, yeah. It was a long time ago. I, I think it was a couple of decades ago. But I, I think it. I think it was. Uh, it, it, it is happening, right? It is happening. And what I, we're talking about is a audit to go back and look at credit card use of anybody that was tied to an expense account. Correct. For for the last eight years, but then that. I think it went to five. Okay, we shortened it down. All yes. right. There was a lot of people that went. Whew. Boy, yep. I made that cut right. And uh, it's easy to spend with a, a company credit card. Uh, sure here, what, what's the delay now? It's, I, well, the delay, it's, it, listen, there's no excuse. It's been over a year now. Uh, I continue to ask about it. I continue to push for it. Two years. Has it been two years? Yeah. Okay. I lose track of time. Uh, it, but it's wh- been where's a long the, time. Where's the buck stop? I, I know it's not you signing the check to make this happen. Where, where does the buck stop? Who's like, okay, we're ready to roll. Here's the check. We're going to pay for this audit. 
Well, listen, I, I, I accept some responsibility as well. The administration also needs to accept responsibility. But the bottom line is, as you say, it's been two years. It, you know, time flies for me. And uh, we should have had this audit long, long ago. That's the bottom line. There is no excuse. It's government uh, moving like a turtle. But where's the buck stop? Well, Who's I, the buck stopper? I, I, mean, I say it stops with me, but I you, also... You don't sign the check, I though, know do I, you? I know I do not sign the check, but... Uh, are, I'm the one are, who requested are you, are, are, it. Are you not just wanting to throw somebody under the bus? No, uh, no, no, no. It's not that. Listen, I have no problem, you know, calling, <laughs> I calling know, this baby. I know, spade. that's why I'm not, like... It's just that I also feel as, a, as an elected official, um, even though I've been pressing, even though I brought it forward, even though I'm as frustrated as you are and other people would be... Um, and before uh, people and before people are worried that he's stalling because he doesn't want to get caught for uh, uh, ordering a pizza at your house yeah. late at night, you didn't have I, a credit. I card. I never had a credit card, so okay. I'm not part of the audit. Uh, there's no way. Um, but I'm told it's coming again. Uh, it's just inexcusable. It's embarrassing, um, and hopefully, it will be here shortly. Well, we know we've had Chinese spy balloons flying across. We know we have a. Uh, a president and his son tied to let's just call it business commerce over there yeah and uh here it, boy it, it kind of hit home with the reedley biohazard chlamydia hiv mice e- blood ebola. Uh, ebola. ebola ebola that's a yeah that's a that's a real catchy one as well uh the county has a new ordinance out uh well, uh, any update on this uh, well, on the, the city side? or Well, we did a, an ordinance uh, months and months ago. Uh, the pathetic thing is that when this was finally exposed in July by a reporter uh, and uh, one of my opponents, uh, the current supervisor, Brandau, said, well, we didn't tell anybody because actually we did an investigation and it was safe. And the fact is when the congressional report came out, it said it was anything but safe. And the fact they brought up Ebola, which nobody had brought up before, so the fact is, uh, finally, uh, one year after the discovery, uh, they come up with an ordinance, which they initially said they didn't even need because it's all about the feds and it's all about the state. Well, it is about the feds. It is about the state. But as a local county official, just as local city officials, we came up with an ordinance to make sure this doesn't happen in our city. They finally did a year later after uh, you know, creating a lot of confusion and hiding the lab for about eight months from the public, which was a completely inexcusable thing to do. Now, you brought up July, the re- reporter. That's yes. when you said uh, on record, that's when you found out. That's when I found out. It's yeah. when the reporter exposed it. Now, I, I found out that some people on the Board of Supervisors knew about it and some people didn't. And So they say. Uh, so they say, but doesn't it go back? I, I'm going off my memory, which don't trust it. It could... Uh, very easily be all i can say is it's totally fake news it could be here but uh reedley city management didn't they say back in december january they knew about it yeah that's when it was discovered okay. was in december all right so some officials knew about it in december the garden hose thing story that came out is that fake news was that just the cover or or did that happen back in december that and december. that's how they found out about and that's it that's how they found so out. so that really that was the lead yes, into it that was the lead in in december my understanding is that uh, board members, county board members, became aware of it in April. Uh, some became later. Uh, but the fact is, these county officials hid it from the public. And in fact, in April, they came up with a press release that they w- were going to release to the public if the public found out. But the public didn't find out until late July when the reporter exposed it. And then we found out that these 
supervisors knew about it. They were complicit with it. And it's just, it's absolutely disgraceful. And I would normally say it's shocking that the CDC did not respond to their initial cause. But after what I've learned about the CDC over the exactly. lockdown time period, not shocking, but uh, rather disturbing, I would say, that they totally. did not respond. Totally. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, we watched Fauci and uh, there's a lot to uncover about Fauci, I believe. Uh, he certainly was involved in the gain of function test testing that was going on in terms of funding it in China. Uh, we have a Chinese lab in uh, our backyard uh, experimenting with COVID, which they acknowledged, and other infectious diseases. And the county officials didn't feel, after almost three years of lockdowns and destruction, that the public had a right to know that this was going on. It's just incomprehensible. The following is not a paid advertisement. Uh, I got PBS uh, documentaries for three ninety nine a month, and it has so many on there. And I was, and I have, I've been too lazy to go back and grab the audio from it, but I plan on doing it. Where in uh, nineteen hundred to nineteen oh six in San Francisco, Ebola came over from China, and it hit the Bay Area, and they didn't want it, the news to spread because it would hurt businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, they claimed that uh, only the China man could get it; uh, the white man could not get it. So they quar quarantined off Chinatown. They tried to force inoculations on the Chinese only, only on the Chinese, and they burned down places. They revolted. They did not succumb and go, sure, I'll roll up my sleeve. Even back then, even the governor of California had to be told by the president that the governor of California during that time was going to quarantine. You couldn't leave the state. Now, Ebola was a, a nasty, dangerous yes, disease. It is. And they finally figured it out uh, that it was by the rats. And they would dye rats green and red and w different colors so they could track them around. And they then paid people 10 cents a rat to turn it in, 50 cents a rat if it was a mother breeding rat. So they went on a rat killing spree in the city and got rid of Ebola. But I found that they were dealing with the same people with masks on. It was almost very similar. Mm-hmm. Had, had, I'd never heard of that. Had you ever I, heard of that? I have not, no. Well, PBS documentaries, uh, $3.99 a month. Well, I hope, and I know you do, uh, that we never go through the tyranny that went down with COVID. And you could see it early on, and the destruction still is being felt by the kids that they locked out of school for two years. Um, kids, grown-ups, too. Yeah. But yeah kids, all of kids, us. Yeah. Kids needed to be in school because of their social needs, their emotional needs. Um, it, it was just disgraceful what took place in this country. And no one's been held accountable. Uh, nope. In closing, you have uh, uh, a lot more money in your pocket to come out to knock it in the campaign, don't you? Because of the ruling, uh, they tried to take it, the money away from you, but you got to transfer it over you and uh, Chavez, Chavez yes. as, as well. Well, again, the, the incumbents uh, over at the County Board of Supervisors, the good old boy club, as I call them, used county taxpayer money and county taxpayer uh, uh, lawyers to sue me to prevent me from transferring money from my city council account into my supervisor account, which has never been done before. And of course, I had to spend money to defend that. We defended it about a month or so ago. The judge agreed that it was completely unconstitutional. I had transferred the money anyway. Uh, so this was an effort to uh, you know, stack the deck for the incumbents. Uh, it's not going to work. There's there's coming to be a real change, accountability and transparency to that board come March 5th, and we're bringing it. Do you listen to music when you walk? No, no, I just walk because I got to talk to people. Well, yeah, but I guess, yeah. Why yeah. start a song if you're going to yeah. go knock on a door? Any uh, any dog chases? 
Uh, no, I've had some experiences with dogs. They come racing out, but mostly the dogs are great. Yeah. I bet when the door's kind of propped, right, and they're like, get back, Fido, and right, it, is yes. that? Yeah. yeah, that happens a lot. You know, I'd wear shin guards underneath my, my pants. I've been good. I've, you know, I've been to almost 15,000 homes, and I haven't had any serious uh, issue, but the dogs are great. The the people, of course, we all love our dogs. Have you had anybody be like, Gary, Bradfield, come on in and sit down and have a sandwich with us? Is anybody? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great people. Great people. You can't say no. No, no, no. They're they're wonderful. They're wonderful. I'm at their door. They want to talk to me. They're surprised when I'm there. And it's it's really uh, a lot of fun for me. And I'm grateful for all the support. We have incredible support. And uh, I'm really looking forward to March 5th. The following is not a paid endorsement. Uh, give out the website. It's GaryBredefeld.com, and Gary's with two R's. All right. Well, uh, Merry Christmas. and uh, Merry Christmas to you, too. God willing, we'll talk next year. I hope so. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, all right. This is the kind of stuff he's facing down there. Raising the flag was just the beginning. You guys have to do something to make up for it. Finally, let's just be clear. Zionism and Zionists are your problem as well. Gary Bradfield is your problem as well. And that needs to be fixed. We need to spread the love in, in here in Fresno, not spread the hate as the other council members trying to do. We have been unseen before, but after what you do, Mr. Miguel, we feel safe and we, we feel love. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. I'm not trying to stir the pot. That's not under the, under the job description of talk show host or anything. But this is uh, this is kind of not kind of it's concerning. The more that it that it sunk in the the audio. Let's go listen again. Raising the flag was just the beginning. You guys have to do something to make up for it. Finally, let's just be clear. Zionism and Zionists are your problem as well. Gary Bradfield is your problem as well. And that needs to be fixed. Hmm. Needs to be fixed. Does that mean re-education? Does it mean uh, voting out of office? Does it mean something? I I don't really want to go there with it, but let's go there with it. Gary Bradfield is your problem as well. And that needs to be fixed. Needs to be fixed. Well, we know there's hatred out there. Mayor Dyer uh, called it out. The hatred is deep. And you can sense some of that hatred right here today with people who are standing here supporting what occurred in Saturday and the killing of innocent Israelis and the beheading of of Israeli babies. If that is what you stand for, then you do not stand for the United States of America. Wow, there's a lot out there. Uh, I hope that we all get to take a... A uh, little break this weekend, and let's. Uh, we need even though even through all of this. I mean, even in the trenches of World War One, they stopped and went out and did candles and sang uh, "Silent Night." I think it was the Germans and the French and the Americans on the other. They, it was like a weird thing. And then, uh, okay, when the sun came up, it was you know the candles were out and the camaraderie was over, and we're going to slit each other's necks, right? So maybe we can have a World War One uh, little moment this weekend. Hopefully, uh, unplug. I I'm going to unplug as much as life is unpluggable these days. 
Got to do some more reservations. Got to do some more purchases. Yeah. Still be plugged in a little bit. But back to my flip phone thing that I was talking about. You know, the products of the past. The flip phones. I'm I, I, I'm really debating. And I'm thinking about uh, the emails that I get every day. They're, none of them, if it's really something that's like, oh, I need to know about it, it's a text. Uh, whether it's from family, whether it's from... Uh, uh, Agent Squires or Ryan or a, anybody at work or from a somebody that I'm going to interview. It's yeah, it's a text. So the emails, I could just randomly check them a few times in the day. Because how many times anymore are you like, oh, an email from a friend? No, that's, that's you've got mail. Those are those days, right? Where we would write a letter to somebody. Isn't this cool? I don't have to use a stamp. Look, I'm telling them what I'm doing. And the they found out what you were doing the next morning or after lunch, what you were doing the night before, right? Pretty up to the up to date. And then uh, because, you know, everybody wasn't around a laptop or a computer back in the day. We, we had our, our phones or, you know, they'd be like, hey, listen, I got to hang up. My side of my head's hot. Uh, those phones are like, hey, let me call you after seven where the, it's uh, half price. Remember the after seven? Uh, uh, on the cell phone. I want one of those phones. An after seven phone. Yeah. That's the the smartphone. Again, uh, when I saw those 2009 cool commercials that went, droid. And I thought, hey, I remember my boss a few years ago sending me emails from his, this was sent from a Blackberry and I knew he, you know, people were doing things from their phone, but droid. Uh, I got myself a droid, and then that was it. We're into the smartphone world, and it ended up doing what? Controlling us. So, so controlled. I looked up U.S. adults spend more than seven hours a day staring at a handheld screen. So what that means is the products of the past, we probably spent two hours. Because, they, you know, looking at text messages, I remember we had to do like three clicks for ABC and then click, 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 click. There were some really good clickers like that, right? I remember just over there like crazy trying to click through the alphabet, right? And we were a little bit more strategic with how many words we sent. You know, kind of like a, uh, you know, cable, like a telegraph, uh, right? A wire back in the day. Uh, will arrive 6 p.m. Chicago. Stop. Uh Two suitcases. Stop. We were more like that. But now we just like talk into it and, uh, you know, it's FaceTime all the time. And I've, I've, I've noticed that the, the younger people are, the more they're like, just like FaceTimey. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed that with family members and with the kids that they're, it's more FaceTime. It's just a, a nap, more of a natural thing and i'm like that wears me out man having to prop up some books on the coffee table and it falls and i know there's gadgets you can get and um but i it, it wears me it's a physical thing it's like well you're on camera you got to kind of stay in now it's also cool to be like hey look at look at this lamp i found uh, at this garage sale yeah it can be it can be used for for good things but i could totally go back to a flow phone Call it, go ahead, call it a dumb phone. I don't, I do not need the bells and whistles. Just yesterday, Paul Leffler in here after the interview, we, showed, we were talking about uh, the Oswald Chambers devotional and he showed me this devotional app on, on the phone thing and 
He goes here, and I, I have to, I, I say what I say to everybody, and he really thought it was funny. I said, "Sorry, I, I can't get apps." He's like, "What? Huh?" I go, "I don't know my Apple ID number, so I just for years I've never been able to get apps other than the ones that are, are already on there. Uh, so I'm already kind of there, right? I know people are like, "That would drive me crazy not being able to, to get a new app that I just found out about, right?" No, the having my flip phone that that takes the pressure off. I don't, I don't have to keep up with it, right? I don't have to keep up with it. I the, the social media aspect, the news, the emails, the internet, the the anxiety. Yeah, I know somebody's listening right now, going, "Can someone call and get in some counseling? I can read through his. He's he's about ready to break something in the studio. No, I have control over my phone, right? Siri, I have control over you, don't I? Sorry, I didn't catch that. Try tapping above to edit. See, stress? See? You could have answered me, right? The the only con, though, and I brought that up, is uh, GPS. I lived in Fresno now eight years. You asked me where uh, the corner of the street where Food for Less that I go to really early and shop like Elvis because nobody's in there. If you asked me, the, I'd be like, uh, Chestnut and I don't know. Uh, uh, it's by a Carl's Jr., right? I would, yeah, it, it, that's because when I moved here, I had GPS. Turn right, turn left, turn right, turn left. And, uh, well, uh, up in that neck of the woods, though, the, the streets change for some reason. They said, hey, let's make it really confusing for people. Right here at this intersection, uh, we'll turn it from street A to street B. And let's, that will really confuse people. So uh, I'll, I'll give a little bit of that as well now if you want to think about your kids this is something that i that i ran across gab g-a-b-b and they say they help parents protect their kids from access to the internet Uh, kids safe phones here's what it has it has calling and texting no internet no social media no unsafe apps but it does have software that lets you as a parent you can track your kids uh, apps the access you can tell them what they can have the apps you control it and you approve the contact list on it. So if they need you, hey, the the movie got out early. Can you come pick me up? Uh, they can still text you or call you. Uh, they just won't be able to search all the movies in their rooms late at night on their, on their phone. The company's mission statement, and this goes against, I think, uh, a lot of uh, Democrat ideology that's out there these days, and especially Attorney General Rob Bonta, and the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, when it comes to parents. But this company says, we believe kids have the right to be protected. We believe connecting with family is essential. We believe in informed parenting. We believe the best life is the one with less screen time. And I think we can apply that to uh, the grownups as well. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Is anybody even selling flip phones that are connected to the Internet? That's a Christmas idea I could buy myself. Every day I see her picture at Frying and Shepherd. She was killed there by a, what it seems to be now an alleged meth head uh, tow truck driver. I got the latest on the Frying Roulette Freeway. We'll talk about it next. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. He was on the run. John Ashcraft is the name, 53-year-old. He was the tow truck driver back on April 12th, uh, driving that tow truck and just blew through a red light at Frying and Shepherd. There was Friant Roulette 
uh, they uh, YouTube channel there. They had the video up there because they are filming that. It's a very dangerous intersection. There's some optical illusion. I don't know what it is. That green turn arrow. But in this case, it was uh, very late at night, and he crashed in and killed 22-year-old Amaya Chenot, C-H-E-N-O-T. And I always say, apologize if I mispronounced the pronunciation, but he was on the run before his arrest. His bail's been set at $125,000. He was... Uh, the B says here, found to be under the influence of an extremely high level of methamphetamine and didn't have a driver's license. Faces up to 10 years in prison. I, I'm sorry, man. That, that's a, a tow truck high on meth. That's a weapon. That's like taking a bullet and, you know, a gun and pulling the trigger. That's a bullet, man. Tow truck driver with no license is what they're stating here. Uh, poor parents, all this, and this would be the first Christmas. And anytime anything sad's happening, it's worse at this time of the year. But uh, let me take a complete pivot at this point and talk about Fresno Flats Historic Village and Park and Mountain Artisan Market. Can you guys come up with a longer name? No, it's fine name, guys. I'll call it the Old Fashioned Christmas. It's going to be at Fresno Flats. Where is that? It's up in Oakhurst. And it's going to be tomorrow if you're going... Well, okay, we we need a little Christmas feel. Maybe that's that's maybe where we'll head up. Well, it starts at ten in the morning, goes until three in the afternoon. The event is free; anybody can attend the event. This is a non-paid endorsement. I'm just reading from your sensorvalley.com. Said food truck's going to be up there. Good food and drinks. People can enjoy the food under the trees and all of that. According to the organizers, there will be Father Christmas in attendance. What? Who? What is a Father Christmas? What is that? Do they mean Santa Claus? Yeah. Father Christmas will be in attendance. But they say there'll be a Christmas story reading. Okay, they used the word Christmas. Okay. Local artisans and a lot of Christmas cheer. Coming up next in Fresno, it's the Bulldogs New Mexico Bowl preview show with Paul Leffler, Coach Pat Hill, and Cam Morrell live from Albuquerque. Modesto, stay here for John Girardi. Thanks to Agent Squires. Thanks to Ryan. God willing, we'll be back uh, Monday. Go Bulldogs. Let's win. And Merry Christmas.